prayer catches my attention. I'm sure it does the same for you. Because I wasn't raised Episcopalian. And if I'm completely honest, I couldn't recite the Lord's Prayer if you offered to pay me. And so when I was first introduced to the Book of Common Prayer, I asked my priest what it was. He answered that the BCP is Scripture made prayable. Scripture made prayable. Prayer is at the very center of our lives. It's at the center of our faith. It's at the center of our tradition. And prayer is what we see in our gospel today. So what is prayer? Do we really have to do it? Or better yet, do we really have to keep doing it? And if we're honest, does it even work? So what is it? Is prayer asking for things, thanking God for things, complaining about things, celebrating things? Is it mainly about me, about others? Is it supposed to be long, short? Is it in my closet at home? Is it in public, at church, in a group? Is it silent? Is it spoken? Is it sung? What is it? Well, prayer, of course, is all of the above. But I want to ask, what is the foundation of prayer? What is the heart of prayer? In the book of Romans, St. Paul gives us an answer. It's brief, but it's profound. He says, Christ Jesus, who is at the right hand of God, indeed intercedes for us. Christ Jesus, the Son of God, is interceding for us from eternity. So what is prayer? Prayer is to participate in that eternal prayer. Prayer is to be in Christ, interceding to the Father for the world. That's what prayer is, and that's what we do every time we pray. If we are the body of Christ, then our prayers are Christ's prayers. If we are the body of Christ, participating in Him, then His righteousness overwhelms our filthy rags. And if we have been raised up with Christ and seated Him in heavenly places, then our prayers do availeth much. So prayer is at once the intercessions of Christ to the Father and the intercessions of us, the body of Christ, who are seated with Him at the right hand of God. We have been and are being brought into the life of the Trinity. That's what prayer is. From the smallest seemingly mundane prayer to the most grandiose and eloquent prayer, from a whispered prayer while at work to a centuries-old collect over the loudspeakers at Westminster Abbey. If they are prayers at all, it is because they are Christ praying through us. This is the heart of what prayer is. But do we really have to do it? Or do we have to keep doing it? When I was a young child in rural Louisiana, yes, I am from Louisiana, uh, we moved into what we affectionately called the Blue House. It was the first house my parents ever owned, so it was a big deal. I remember skipping rocks in the pond and catching tadpoles across the street, uh, and we would play in the treehouse that we built in the backyard. We loved this house. Around third grade or so, I remember there was a knock on the door early one morning, and uh, it was two men in black suits informing my parents that they were going to be repossessing the house and both of our vehicles. 
So obviously we had to move quickly and ended up in a pretty rough spot, to put it mildly, for a few years. After the bankruptcy, it seemed impossible to recover. My dad had the brilliant idea of starting his own business, but it did not go well. And so my mom determined that she would spend several hours a day, every day, in prayer, interceding for our family. And she did just that. One morning while in prayer, the phone rang, and it was one of my dad's co-workers who he hadn't seen in five years, asking if we would consider moving to Texas for a new job. My mom did just about everything but scream, yes, of course. And so we moved, and his salary tripled. My parents took personal finance classes. They bought a new home, which they still live in. And as of today, that bankruptcy has been removed entirely from their record. But I'll never forget seeing my mom on her face every day at the side of her bed, praying for our family, day in and day out, for hours every day. I'll never forget that. And I'll never forget coming home from school one day to my mom sitting on the kitchen floor in tears, tears of joy, telling us that we weren't going to need food stamps anymore and that we were finally going to be able to buy some new clothes. So when we asked, do we really need to keep praying, I think about my mom. When we read the words of Christ in our lesson today, ask and it will be given to you. Search and you will find, knock and the door will be opened to you. I think of my mom's example. Christ urges us to persevere in prayer. Now this doesn't only mean praying by the bedside when times are tough, though it certainly includes that. Another way that we persevere in prayer is by our continual repetition of our worship, our liturgy, what we're doing here today. Consider the Lord's Prayer. In our prayer book, we pray it four times a day. Morning prayer, noonday prayer, evening prayer, and Compline. We pray it in every single Eucharist. Why? Because God calls us to be faithful. And faithfulness is in the persistence. It's in the repetition. It's in constantly showing up when you don't want to, when you don't feel like. And it's the same way for our human relationships, isn't it? Constantly showing up. But of course, many of us are not faithful. We fail to show up. We fail to pray. We're all guilty. We get distracted, like the church in Colossae from our lesson today. It's for re this reason that Christ prays on our behalf. It is because of Christ that our prayers are forever heard by the merciful and loving Father. That's good news. Because I don't know about you, but I've spent so much time wondering if there was a specific prayer formula that I can work out that would just make things work. Right? The good news is, is that it's Christ praying on our behalf. It's His faithfulness. It's His persistence that causes our prayers to be heard. If persistence and faithfulness are the prerequisites for prayer, then it can only be according to the faithfulness of Christ that we are able to pray at all. And so yes, we do need to keep praying because by our persistent 
re repetition, our constant faithfulness, we will be made like Christ. And finally, does prayer really work? Does it? I've told you the happy ending to my family's story, but that doesn't always happen, does it? We live in a world of transience, of suffering, of pain, and death. Unanswered prayers are often the dagger to the heart of a person's faith. I remember a close friend of mine whose seemingly healthy, kind, and godly father was diagnosed with cancer unexpectedly and given only a few months to live. He wasn't even 50 yet. Our church was sure he would make it. We were sure. I mean, we would pray for him on Sunday mornings. We would lay hands on him. We would declare that he would be miraculously healed. We even would celebrate the healing that God was going to do. We were sure of it. All the way up until he died. And he did die. It didn't work, didn't it? And I know we all know what that feels like. It's a hard lesson to learn that prayer is not like Dorothy clicking her heels together to get back to Kansas. That God is not our cosmic Santa Claus and that the Holy Spirit doesn't make us into Christian magicians. But the good news is this. None of Jesus' prayers go unanswered. None of them. Through Christ's prayer that creation comes into being. It's through Christ's prayers that we are sustained. Always. When we think that God has not answered our prayers, it's because we're having a hard time realizing that they have already been answered in the gift of God's own Son, Jesus Christ. It's great to receive good gifts from God, is there a father who would give a scorpion to his children when they ask for an egg? No. But it's far better to receive the gift of God, the body and blood of his son, the ultimate gift. The gift of Christ is our answer to all of our prayers. So none of your prayers and none of my prayers have gone unanswered. None. Though life is full of unrelenting trials and tribulations and suffering and pain, we're told to be of good cheer. Christ has overcome the world. To conclude, I'll read a brief exhortation of St. Paul to all of us. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you.